This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. I am your host this week because Abhinandan Sekri is in Bangalore. You all know that we have a very special subscribers meet lined up on Saturday at 6 p.m. the details of which you can get from our subscription team i'm going to be there too so and abhinandan is already there so therefore i'm going to be hosting nl hafta uh it's been a week of some depressing and disturbing news but we'll try and not make it very disturbing and distressing for you uh we have an in-house panel with us shardul hello hello raman kirpal hello hi joining us from dehradun is hemant gerola Hi Hemant. Hello, hello to all of you. Hemant is an independent journalist and associate member of Reporters Collective. He's written a very very good reported piece on everything that's been happening in Uttarakhand, so I highly recommend you read it. We'll leave the link for you in the show notes. Hemant has served as co-founder of 101 Reporters, which is a pan-India network of grassroots reporters and has headed the city desk at DNA in Bangalore. So did your time cross? Did you cross paths, Raman sir and Hemant? DNA, Because Raman sir was also with DNA. Hemant, I don't remember Hemant. <laughs> yeah, I was in Bangalore only, so I don't remember you know having interaction with Raman sir. Ah. So, But since I was you... on city desk, people in nation desk, you know, might have yeah, coordinated yeah. with. Yeah, I was in offices. Bombay. Huh? I was in Bombay also. Uh, yeah. for quite a long time. But I know everybody in Bombay. I was supposed to come to Bombay for the redesign of DNA. Okay. Initially, I was also supposed to come, but then they decided that I should stay back because someone should anchor the redesign in Bangalore office. So okay. that's how perhaps we missed each mm. other. <laughs> okay, so I have. Uh, I'm going to get into the headlines, but before that, uh, I have a special announcement for you. First, of course, we had a Hafta letters poll uh, last week, and we have the response for that. Basically, we want to ask you guys what we should do with the many many letters that we are getting each week. Should we dedicate a special program to it, or should we include it in our usual hafta, or should we select what letters we're going to read? So we got the response to the poll, and we got a total of seventy-seven responses, out of which forty-three responses voted in favor of reading six selected letters on hafta per week. So the majority has spoken. <laughs> we have to choose six letters each week and read from it. But I'm going to kind this week. But I'm going to be kind this week, and I will read all the letters that we've got because What I'm nice. What did the rest say? <laughs> I think about twenty percent said that they wanted it to be all the letters read every week. So, like what we've been doing, quickly, uh. quickly, and only twelve people responded. Twelve percent people responded saying that they want a special episode for Hafta. So clearly, that special episode is not a hit. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't sound nice because what happens is it, it's an ongoing conversation between subscribers and the panel, right? Yeah. Like. Doing it once a month makes it too delayed. Yeah, it gets like, too delayed. Most of the times, people forget what we said. Yeah, actually, <laughs> the context is a bit of a problem. So, anyway, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to read six selected letters on hafta per week. I shall be very nice to everyone who's written us to us this week and read all the letters. But from next week, we're going to choose six letters. Uh, we also have a press freedom fund up. Uh, we launched this in the month of May to celebrate the Press Freedom Month. This is an NL Sena project that we include deep dive reports and commentaries and videos on press freedom, the health of the media ecosystem, and pressures faced by civil society and media in India. So far, we've been able to raise 16 lakh. Our target is of 30 lakh. So please step up, contribute to this project. I am promising you that this is going to be worth your time and your money. 
and both your subscription to news laundry and your support to news laundry because in the run up to 2024 i think the health of the media is a very important story and we aim to tell that very meticulously in a very detailed fashion so please support this project uh, check out newslaundry.com/nlsena/pressfreedomfund and contribute onwards to the headlines of this week In a major data breach, personal data of those who registered on the Covin portal to get their coronavirus vaccines has allegedly been leaked on messaging platform Telegram. The Congress on Monday sought a judicial investigation into the center's data management apparatus. Uh, meanwhile, the Union Minister Rajiv Chandrasekhar said that Covin app does not appear to be directly breached. So this is this was a really crazy story, and we'll get into the details of this because. We have with us. We're going to be joined uh, by someone who has reported on this. The story was broken by a Malayalam news portal, the Fourth, and we're going to have someone from the Fourth join us. But this is a crazy story, and like a funny thing, the the leak is not alleged. But it, this is not sure that if the COVID database itself was in breach. I want to pat myself, no, 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 pat my own back. When we were registering on this i think there was one other person i believe meghnath but he eventually registered i didn't download this app ever <laughs> because the government india government of india in data security is never to be trusted <laughs> you should use websites you know it's harder hmm. but you should use them okay because otherwise like the argument which at that time law minister gave uh, ravi shankar prasad that we have 5 feet thick walls 5 hmm. feet thick walls don't do anything they do jack shit to save data like protect data you need like encryptions and you need people who understand these things which the government like still insists that uh, it was already it was stolen earlier yeah oh. yeah I, I, but but that stolen earlier was never reported uh, uh, so they are saying is, it now And there have been multiple leaks. So which which so earlier? If you read all the newspaper reports, and even the edits that were written on that, even the newspapers have pointed this out, and they all of them more or less convinced that uh, this bot brought out mm. the entire thing. Now, Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey on Monday said that the Indian authorities threatened to shut the microblogging platform in the country if it did not act against dissenting voices and journalists during the farmers' protest. A day after Dorsey's claim, the opposition leader said his comments showed how democracy was being strangulated in India. In fact, even Dorsey, while he commented, while he was, you know, having this conversation on a YouTube channel called Breaking Points, he said that, you know, he kind of commented that this is a so-called democracy where this happened, where we were told yeah. that we'd be raided, we'd be shut down. Of course, the government of India again has come down heavily on Dorsey. All the news channels also on Tuesday were running this Dorsey is lying and Dorsey's, you know, has some. Anti-India motive, and also that somehow Rahul Gandhi went to US and he told Dorsey this, and now it's a huge conspiracy against Modi. <laughs> so that happened. Uh, some very disturbing news over the past ten days. We've been hearing from Uttarakhand's Uttarkashi district. Uh, we have Hemant, who's going to obviously talk to us about this in detail. But just briefly for our audience, um, there was an incident where a fourteen-year-old girl. uh you know there was a case where a hindu man and a muslim uh, man were accused of abducting her uh, both of them were arrested but soon after this case there was a lot of rumor mongering and a lot of campaign about love jihad and how this is case of love jihad it was conveniently forgotten that one of the accused was a hindu turned into a love jihad conspiracy there were posters put out uh in front of shops of muslim owners calling them jihadis saying that they must leave the town 
as things stand now a lot of the muslim shopkeepers have left in fact our reporter who's there currently in uttarkashi says that all of them have left all muslim shopkeepers about 30 to 40 in this town have left um on june 18 muslim leaders in dehradun are going to have a mahapanchayat protesting this hindutva groups were supposed to be protesting today but heman they haven't been given uh, police uh, sanctions right because they were supposed that to be that is right yeah permission has been denied to them and they have said that they have finally relented until yesterday they were saying that we will go ahead hmm. but today's news report says that they have finally relented as for now and on june 18 protest by uh, muslim leaders is on point right that for that they have the permissions the muslim leaders have called for the protest uh, rather for their own mahapanchayat but the thing is Uh, this call came only a couple of days ago 2 3 days ago and yesterday's newspaper quoted dehradun ssp saying that national security act will be slapped against those who try to disrupt communal harmony in dehradun mm. so the threat of nsa is a big one so i doubt if this mahapanchayat in dehradun by muslims will also proceed that remains to be seen mm. bridge bhushan saran singh said on sunday that he will contest the lok sabha elections in 2024 from his constituency of kaisar ganj in uttar pradesh the charge sheet in this case is supposed to be filed today yeah by today i mean what the talks they had with anurag thakur the charge sheets are supposed to be filed by june 15 and this is why the protests were you know withdrawn till today if it's not done today then i assume they'll go back on the protest to and tomorrow. we also have to see what the charge sheet is how strongly they've built the case yeah that's something to be read and seen at least 70000 people were evacuated from eight coastal districts of gujarat as cyclone bipar joy approached the state and neighboring southern pakistan we also have this beautifully viral clip that's doing the rounds this morning of a republic bharat anchor who's swaying in a <laughs> studio because oh of God. cycloning winds so <laughs> that reminds me uh, you know of my old days uh, you know in tv astak and uh, even ndtv ndtv used to do less but this gimmickry and this these kind of acts really put me off i this is, could never never show any interest in tv journalism after that this is supreme level cringe sir like I mean, this is shameless they they made me i mean <laughs> like they i made can't me watch it how can they do it send jb i mean if if there is lot of uh, cold then the gb van goes to the bloody park where where some guys are uh, you know braving the cold and aapko kaisa lag raha hai aur wo taali wali marte the बस वो दिखाओ विजुअल्स हॉरिबल। लव दिस वन जर्नलिस्ट मंजीत ठाकुर ट्वीटेड द क्लिप सेइंग देश में कुछ भी गंभीर हो तो टीवी चैनल बहुत मनोरंजक हो जाता है तो हम देखते हैं टीवी देखते हैं कुछ कॉमेडी चल रही होगी द सेंटर ऑन सैटरडे फॉर्म दीस कमिटी इन मणिपुर टू फेसिलिटेड ट्रूस अमंग वेरियस एथनिक ग्रुप्स इन वायलेंस एट नॉर्थ ईस्टर्न स्टेट हाउर वीव हैड सम वेरी डिस्टर्बिंग न्यूज अगेन सर्फिस येस्टरडे There has been fresh violence in the state. Nine people have been killed and ten injured on Tuesday night. So there seems to be um, nothing seems to be working there yeah. right now because violence continues. And and Methi and Cookies they have they they have already conveyed that they are going, not going to be the part of this peace committee. The Cookies? No, both. 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 But so, the violence seems to be unending. It like it's yeah. so if they are not participating in that. committee then and and uh, in fact i have got uh, as editor letter yeah. to the editor i've got a couple of letters uh, where both the communities are asking for especially the mathis i think they are asking for the uh, army rule 
they the army rule okay. should be imposed because now the people from outside countries hmm. they have come and they have taken over the militant part of it uh, hmm. you're talking about the Militancy. myanmar thing ha uh, right yeah, yeah. there is the kuki chin tribe also across the border in myanmar and there yeah. is militant groups active there and there is suspicion that some of the violence is uh being committed by these militant groups mm-hmm. that have come crossed over so the they want military rule as early as possible delhi cm kejriwal has said that with the new ordinance the prime minister of the country is the new chief minister <laughs> of delhi <laughs> so delhi versus he is Aap. very right no he but right. he is not able to do and he they won't be able to do anything so we were discussing it just a while ago like fci has stopped giving rice to states food corporation of india yeah food corporation of india sorry like i forget that other people may not know but this is wrong this is wrong on so many levels forget about the politics and like most of the headlines say that i don't remember the name but the scheme of karnataka cm sitaramayya would get hit but states need to take care of the children like uh, their citizens like law and order food education these are state subjects yeah, all these indicate that india is a, like india is a case of crippled democracy right now i mean yeah. uh, nothing i mean uh, look at this ordinance look at uh, i mean if somebody is trying to provide subsidized food uh, the center is able to give it in up but karnataka cannot give it because mm. yeah and the alibi that has been taken is uh, that there may be a deficit monsoon so we need to keep uh, the stores like deficit in monsoon that that's what i'm trying to say sir like this is such a hair brain thing that anybody can see that you're trying to stifle other people like deficit in monsoon is a prediction it's a meteorological prediction it may come, come true it may not chances are it won't like generally mausam vibhag is not correct all and the time another, uh, and karnataka has a population equivalent to france hmm. like what are we doing here and the scheme here is basically the karnataka scheme called annabhagya under which 10 kg yes. of food grain will be given to every member of below poverty line household so this is bpl households that you're giving 10 kg of food grains to and with this decision of the center uh karnataka government effectively will not be able to fulfill its manifesto promise which is what the bjp would want to go to town with that look they promised you free food grain but they couldn't so you vote in modi so that you can get food let me uh, let me just visualize one thing what is going to happen now karnataka may go to the court just like delhi government has gone to the court you know on several such mm. issues so karnataka government will go to the court center will bring in their own so so you have people like singhvi the high ra- highly rated uh, lawyers oh, yes. who take very hefty fee and where this fee is coming from the taxpayers so delhi government is spending the tax pay money central government is also paying the tax pay money to these lawyers and these lawyers are uh, the main beneficiary out of this tushar mehta <laughs> the law commission on wednesday sought the views of citizens and recognized religious organizations on the question of whether a uniform civil code should be implemented after an 18 hour interrogation and multiple searches across different parts of chennai and tamil nadu dmk minister v senthil balaji was arrested in the early hours of wednesday in connection with an alleged money laundering case related to job racket and this case is how old it began in 2016 i think yeah at that time the senthil balaji was a minister transport minister in aia dmk government hmm. in fact which like, is an ally of the bjp we're not sure because 11, they 11 16 because 2011 16 at that time they were but right now we're not sure because yeah, right now one <laughs> one doesn't know um china has asked the last indian reporter in beijing from news agency pti to leave 
That's what the Bloomberg reported. Four reporters from Indian media outlets were based in China earlier this year. So we have no Indian reporter there. And I'm guessing we have no Chinese reporter in India. Yeah, we don't. China, we have also refused to renew sort of the visa or permit, whatever it so is. So, two big Asian economies cannot report on each other now, which is yeah, great. Yeah. Our, our relations are continuously and like progressively souring with China. Meanwhile, we have some good projections on the GDP. Uh, we're set to reach 7.3% mark in 2023. This estimate may be revised. But nevertheless, it's good. It means that we are bouncing back after the pandemic. Meanwhile, about 6,500 Indian high net worth individuals are expected to move out of the country in 2023. Former United States President Donald Trump on Tuesday pleaded not guilty to 37 charges pertaining to accusation that he mishandled classified documents. Why are you laughing? Because Trump is a buffoon who... Like, this is a charge where you... Unless you will it, you cannot be convicted on This is such a difficult thing, espionage and document thing. If you read the law, like he was asked again and again to return the document. He said, I did, but didn't. And the documents were in like Mar-a-Lago toilet, like bathroom and on stage. And there were multiple spies. There were so many reports that everybody's sending their spies to Mar-a-Lago. One Chinese spy was caught. And... He lies and lies. He on record asks his lawyer, why are you taking down notes? And what if these documents disappear? Like He's such a buffoon, but an insidious buffoon. Like, like you wish that thank, thankfully he's, he's such an idiot. Otherwise, like it'll be hard to displace him. But, but this idiot may become the next president again. Right now, everybody, like his own uh, attorney general, William Barr, has said like Trump is toast. Like literally, he said on Fox News, but like these are serious charges. Sir. You ask who has been amplifying it? Uttarakhand's chief minister himself. It has been a few weeks, I guess, since April. He has been going on and on and on about land jihad, land jihad, land jihad. For those who don't know, land jihad is the term or rather the conspiracy theory that these people have come up with. It says that the Muslims have been trying to have been trying to encroach upon government land and claim it as their own by setting up these tombs or majar another term that they call it that mm. they have been using it is they have, they have been using here is majar jihad. majar jihad so the chief minister himself not just the chief minister a few days ago the director general of police of uttarakhand ashok kumar he also used the word love jihad with regards to purola incident and mind you we asked police in purola who are investigating this case we asked them have you found any angle or any intention that the motive behind this elopement or alleged abduction bid was to convert the girl to Islam? Was there any larger conspiracy or was this just a case of some young, a couple of young people having an affair? And the police categorically said that we are still investigating and as of now we don't know anything about the motive of the case. So the investigating authority has no information about the motive. Hmm. But politicians in this state, my God, they know as a matter of fact that it is love jihad and I use no in single quotes the DGP says love jihad you ask who has been amplifying it media hmm. just go to google and search love jihad comma Uttarakhand you'll see a ton of media reports hmm. every time a Muslim youth is caught with a Hindu girl the headline automatically reads the next day love jihad in Uttarakhand love jihad Haridwar love jihad Uttarkashi another case of love jihad so this is, you can very well say that this is a case of trial by media. So basically anybody and everybody is amplifying it. Stereotyping, you know, many people told us these people are into drugs. Hmm. Otherwise, how can they afford to pay rent? 
that is higher than the rent that our local people pay. Mm. Okay, so you have a theory, I understand. A valid question, but you know, one thing that we are taught in journalism, the first thing rather that one of the first things that we are taught in journalism is never assume. It makes an ass out of you and me. But the same thing is happening here. These people are assuming mm. that, oh, they are able to afford these shops, they are paying higher than normal rent, so there must be something wrong. The former president of BJP's Uttarkashi district unit, Mr. Amitan Shah, he said this thing to us on camera. I have shared its video on my Twitter in a thread yesterday. And he said that if not for the drug trade, if not for some other dubious funding, and if they're not being funded for some other illicit activities, how else are they able to afford more, you know, these rents? Mm. Okay, you have a question, but you try to find answer to that question. Don't assume that your conspiracy theory is the one and only explanation for it. And he's not the only one. Uh, yesterday, I saw a 45-minute long video story on Purula by a Dehradun-based digital media outlet called The Pamphlet. So in that video, you could see the president of Purula uh, Traders uh, Association saying the same thing, that these people are into smack, heroin, opium, this, that. And so, you know, these I, I asked these people, so is this just a theory that you have or is this a, is this a fact? Is this a well-established fact? Hmm. And they told me that, yeah, you can ask the local police station. And I did go and ask at the local police station and the police clearly said that, see, there is a problem of drugs use in this area, but this is not a Muslim specific problem. We have arrested uh, quite a few people. Some of them are indeed Muslims, but far more people who have been arrested for drugs, they are the local people. So, you know, so these people, what they are doing, some Muslims have been arrested, but they are taking this piece of information, they are extrapolating it, exaggerating it, and they are, you know, peddling a narrative. Oh, Muslims, they are into drugs. Oh, Muslims, they are the ones responsible for the rising crime rate. So, you know, so the incident where this boy was caught with a girl, that is not the only thing. Anger had been simmering for quite a long time over these things. Hmm. In 2015-16, when I wanted to build, construct my house, so I saw lots of unemployment, first of all, in the hill areas. Hmm. Primarily because of uh, geographical reasons. They are the, at those heights, you hardly have any jobs. You just have the shops and the people, you know, hovering around shop and whatever they can get, the jobs or massive unemployment uh, in the hills. And uh, second, I mean, uh, when I wanted to construct my house, I wanted to construct, say, you know, with one, one, one guy who I really liked his work. So I wanted to work with him. But he also refused. So people are not very forthcoming, you know, when, when the big projects come, when, when, when a house construction comes, they take a mm -hmm. lot of time. So at that time, I saw that Muslims from the neighboring areas, let's say, uh, I am talking of this area near, uh, you know, Nanital district. Mm. Uh, so so you have Bareli, people from Bareli, uh, Ra Rampur, where you have two villages called Tanda and Swar. Mm. So people, Muslim, these are Muslim-dominated areas. So people from here, these people are coming in search of job. Mm. So they have gradually taken over all the jobs in that area. Uh, not because they are good, but uh, they're very hardworking. Mm. And uh, uh, they're willing to do jobs that locals are not doing. Locals are not yes. doing. Plumbing and all. If if you go to a local for plumbing and all, so they just try to fleece you because you have come from outside. Mm. So, but these people, they do it at a, uh, I mean, uh, unreasonable prices. So, so this is how I saw these people are coming in. Like my ha entire house is constructed by Muslims. Mm. 
okay so now i saw this carp my carpenter is a muslim everybody uh, so all these people have come from these areas so i keep talking to them and there is a barber in the show uh, you know in the market called batelia mm-hmm. uh, so there is also he is also muslim so then i also saw at the same time around that area the unemployment as i said i mean these guys are unemployed they are either you know uh, kind of cleaner you know with a with some taxi wala or with the, some uh, bus wala so gradually i saw this alcoholism pe- also ha ah, alcoholism also so i saw i gradually i saw these people started wearing that uh, you know saffron gamcha mm. and then they made a bajrang dal they are the largely the part of the bajrang dal and i saw the the massive increase uh, in them and then i also saw some concerted effort to counter the muslims over there so yes this prevailing sentiment is there that quote and quote these people are coming and to me it seems like a self fulfilling prophecy like i have grown up with these rumors like when i was a kid i used to listen i was instructed ke nahi like you go to a hindu shop not a muslims i have always had my own mind so i went to the one which was cheaper and i could you know pocket some money but that's a different thing <laughs> but you know uttarkashi has many things like uh, uh, like hemant said uh, this darshan bharti hmm. and darshan bharti is not alone you can easily check his timeline he you'll find him with narsinghanand you'll find him with your usual suspects all the hate mongers yeah, yeah. all the hate speech givers and this is a concerted effort one point people need to remember is once you move out of sort of tourist places or not even tourist places the big cities one or two like dehradun haldwani if you move out of them Uttarakhand is a relatively conservative state mm. and quite conservative if you compare even even to UP like people forget but you should remember in this context that Tarun Vijay was also attacked he is a famous name in BJP when he talked about you know that higher caste and when he talked about caste differences and entering of people who are considered lower caste I don't but considered lower caste in temples and places of worship he was attacked in Garhwal so it's a quite conservative state and now what's happening is if the ratio of population is growing so you know people who participate in crimes would grow and we have been talking about at least like almost every news organization or everybody who even understands uttarakhand even a bit has been talking about emptying of villages hmm. but it has been given a case of abduction but again as of now these are all unconfirmed theories he said she said so we wanted to establish what the truth is we could not but again this is a very important aspect that people should know that you know because every time such a case comes in dehradun or around in, in uttarakhand mm. newspapers are very quick to call it a case of love jihad but we don't know for sure what the reality is what the facts of the case are because if so the girl was being abducted i'm guessing there would be some noise something you know her asking for help exactly. that kind of so, thing so that's exactly so i i don't know this, and this is exactly what local, local people are saying that why was there none of it they were saying that ki humne apni betiyon ko sanskar nahi diya hamari betiyan behak rahi hain so this is not a case of kidnapping kidnapping so one mm-hmm. explanation is that yeah hey, you know that you know these people were uh they had looted the girl and they were uh, they were eloping with her hence it is kidnapping this is one theory there is a deep you know especially for communities that are living in sensitive fragile zones they have cultures which aren't really mainstream you know they're used to living in their small little area uh they are prone to feeling you know insecure 
uh, scared, especially when there's any sort of change around them. So I think with tourism, with rapid urbanization, uh, there is this fear among a lot of them that their way of life is kind of dissipating. And you have politicians, and especially BJP in this case, Pushkar Singh Dhami, who have really used this fear and insecurity very viciously and turned it against Muslims, who are about 13% of Uttarakhand's population. So this whole fear of, you know, our way of life is changing. They've turned it around to uh, Muslims and to make it, uh, you know, so they are not responsible for any of the issues. There's no jobs, but it's not the government's fault. I think the youth in Uttarakhand only has, what, three options. Either you go to the army or just miss up clear nahi hote, government mm. jobs, which you don't get, tourism. Mm. You Police. literally have nothing yes. else apart from that. So government fails to provide you jobs, fails to provide you security. And then what you do is in that, when you're fighting for resources and you're fighting for very little that's available, you make them feel like you are fighting for resources in your own land because of this other that has come. And just in case, like what you were talking about, immigration, uh, you know, migrants coming from Bijnor, from Plains, Muslims. I mean, if you go to Landor and if you go to a lot of the hill stations in Kumao, the... Most of these resorts are, you know, they're Punjabi guys. They're people from plains only. Mm. It's just that they are not Muslims. So no one's pointing at them and saying, in the land jihad kiya. But the hill economy anyway is pretty much controlled by outsiders, especially if you look at the tourism industry. So when uh, one of her sources tipped him, tipped her about this uh, practice, uh, he, he is a uh, techie. So he chanced upon this group in Telegram and he tipped her. Then it was her investigation. She gave so many numbers. We have tried almost every one of us. At first, we do, did it internally. All of our numbers were given and all the data were correct when we verified. Then we started to give VIP numbers. So mm. in our first story, actually, we have uh, checked the Kerala health minister, Kerala opposition leader, and a few Kerala bureaucrats only. So we had the number with us only of Kerala leaders at that time. So we checked and all of them gave us very credible results. Wow. It was when we published the story. So our first story was actually, uh, we, we were carrying the data of, obviously we, we have masked the screenshot uh, and all, but we uh, told in the story that um, the data of our health minister, Vinajor, the data of our opposition leader, VD suggestion and the data of so many of our colleagues and friends all were accessed through this board. So this was our first story. On the same day, we did a second story also. And in the second story, what we did was we first checked the number of RS Sharma, you know, the Ramsevik Sharma, who was the chairman of National Health Authority and the chairman of the COVID hyper committee. So he was the one who defended vehemently. He, he was uh, defending COVID um, in such a manner that the COVID and other, everything is very safe, nothing to worry. Whenever there is some allegations came, he was the one who tweeted very supportingly of the systems. So we decided to check R.S. Sharma. So the result was very interesting. R.S. Sharma, his wife and his daughter, three persons were enrolled using his number. And we found out that he enrolled using his passport number. His daughter also enrolled using her passport number while his wife was enrolled using her other number. All the details we got, their date of birth, where they got vaccinated, all these things we got. Rajiv Chandrasekhar said, COVID app 
was wasn't breached hmm. this was an earlier leak although he didn't specify which leak he's talking about because there have been many but have you gotten any idea about this well i uh, i should tell you what we understood so this uh, argument was there only day uh, year of birth is recorded actually the, it was only mandatory you only need to enter your year of birth the uh, software is in, uh, designed in such a way that if you enter your year of birth it is 1980 say hmm. it will automatically register as 01011980 okay but if you give the real date of birth it will be registered as that way so when we check the data we got both types of data in so many pe- people's case the uh, data was recorded as 0101 the corresponding year so it is in the ddmm yy yy format yeah. so when you only uh, there was a provision for entering only yy yy the other was automatically fitting in so that was devised in such a way that uh, the queues were long and they wanted to reduce the waiting time at that time but in later cases when there were no queues and all when you go to a private hospital and enter the staff there naturally entered your real date of birth using this provision and in such cases we could get the real date of birth also we had both types of data the data of only year and that data of entire date of birth all of you listening in the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers are served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel